0: Welcome back, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Hello UX, a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX. We're
1: here to empower designers and to help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. Come because you're curious. Stay to be empowered. Thank you for joining us for Season 3, Different Paths in User Experience, Episode 3, A Conversation with Customer Experience Designer
0: Elisa Kondra. So with this interview, um, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I wasn't well-versed or I really didn't understand what a customer service designer was. But the more Alyssa spoke, the more I was like, oh, the light bulb went off and I understood What it meant, it was just kind of like how some people don't understand what UX is, but I loved your barbershop Uh example that with your mentee, that just, it's a a perfect way to see how everyday things you do and you don't even realize that you're doing them for a customer or a user. So yeah, so it was great to, to listen to Alyssa speak. Right, and
1: I'm on the same boat. I, too, was not too sure the difference between customer experience designer versus UX designer. But part of the theme that she goes into and she lays it out as the interview goes is where the difference is as far as what level of UX designer you are. When you're a beginning level, yes, you're only looking at the experience of one particular situation, Versus when you're a more senior level, you're looking in like overall experience for the person and not necessarily just one path. So it was very interesting to get that perspective because then it finally made sense to me, too.
0: Absolutely. Same here. And I was sad to miss the interview, but it was great listening to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I hope this is something that Halotis can expect for future episodes. We will be, you know, kind of passing the baton between each other. And sometimes it'll be... You know just myself during the interview, or sometimes it'll just be Angelina, and sometimes it can be the both of us, it just, just depends on what works for our schedule.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that the Hilaris will stick around and listen to this great interview with Alyssa. <laughs>
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for Hello UX Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Alisa Kondra. Alisa Kondra has more than a decade of experience designing engaging user experiences and developing strategic digital applications, delivering on customer and business objectives. Alisa has worked in UX design, research, consulting across various industries to include financial services, banking, insurance retail and e-commerce she has also taught uh, UX/UI bootcamp and mentorship programs and she is also the creator of ux adjacent anything else i might have missed alisa
2: i think uh, that that covers it now i might think of more things uh to, to throw in there as we go
1: nicely nicely okay and i'm just gonna add right now that i love your accent
2: <laughs> oh thank you i yeah i actually i I grew up um, in Wisconsin, and then I moved to Australia, and I lived there for for about six years, Um, and I said when I moved there, I wasn't going to be one of those Americans that come back with some sort of hybrid accent, and my friends all say I do, so. (laughs) Yeah, you could hear it,
1: you know, kind of faintly, but it's still there, and I would imagine it's hard. Not to immerse yourself in the accent of where you're at. I had a kind of similar experience years ago when I visited Mexico City. They also have a certain type of speaking. Yeah. And uh, my friend and I were laughing because we were there for like maybe about two weeks. And when we came back, we were speaking still. like. Yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay,
1: so I would like to ask you if you could walk us through your UX design journey and finally how you ended up with a focus in customer experience design.
2: Sure, sure. So I um, yeah, went to University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and graduated with a business degree in information systems. So I started my career as a business analyst, and that was something I'd learned about in, in business school, and I had an eye on that already, which... I think a lot of people, especially when I graduated 15 years ago, um, didn't necessarily um, know about that side of, of IT and software development, the, the business analyst is, is I think, very similar to kind of what I do today, which sits in between people and systems in a lot of ways. So I, I kind of had that idea that I like technology, but I wanted to be as much uh, people facing as I could mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. coding. Um, so I started my career as a business analyst, um, worked there for a few years uh, at an insurance company, and then moved over to an agency. And I think, with a lot of other people, and I think guests on this show have said as well, the the timing for that just happened to work out very well. In terms of, I, I was sitting there as a BA, a BA uh, doing wireframes, gathering requirements for customers, it, it, translating those to developers. When you know the agency said, you know, this is we need to start offering this as user experience. It's called user experience now, and. You are now a user experience designer. So go figure out what that means. <laughs> and we're going to sell your time. <laughs> right, so I, and I'm always up for something new, learning new skills. I think that's, you know, very important for, for anyone to succeed in the, the business world is to, to see where the next kind of right, opportunity right. is and, and help upscale yourself. And I was very lucky in that I was at an agency that um, helped me to do that. So I learned a lot on the job, did a bit of training there worked as a user experience designer in that agency for a while and then left to travel for a while. So I traveled Mm -hmm. for about two years and um, met my now wife, who is Australian. uh And um, we moved to Sydney uh, and I did a little bit more as a user experience designer, really focusing on that design side. So personas, journey maps, wireframes, that sort of thing. And then I really wanted to understand research, uh, customer research, a lot more in depth. So I went to a research agency, um, which was a really good experience, sat with, you know, behavioral science um, type of consultants, learned more formalized research techniques, um, did user research for a few years, and then went back kind of to the more design side with uh, with a whole new appreciation and understanding of research techniques um, and worked. Then I moved into sort of a, an innovation agency. So I kind of got to put everything mm-hmm. together, do a lot more facilitation. And that's where I define myself more in customer experience with the user experience. And I can, I can certainly dive into sort of where I see the difference in those two disciplines.
1: Yeah. And uh, one thing I like to ask, especially of people that have the opportunity to work in a different market, was there any adjustment in your mindset when you were working here in the States as a designer versus being in Australia, as far as like any um, social differences or things that you had to adapt?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I um, I mean, it was lucky in, in a lot of ways, like Sydney, especially in Australia, they, there's a lot of similarities in terms mm. of the the culture and how you know businesses work and are structured. Um, the culture I was definitely was some adjustments. I think it, the U.S. you know there's certain things that Australia I think does much better. Like there's mm-hmm. I mean, four weeks vacation is sort of the minimum. Nice. <laughs> I think the work life balance was. <laughs> I found the work life balance to be um, a little bit a little bit better, a little bit more relaxed in terms of you know supporting each other to <laughs> get, right. get what and, you need to be done and and go home when it's done. Um, So I I think uh, Australians are, are a little bit more laid back in terms of work culture, but I was, I was lucky in, in being in UX. I think the discipline of UX was and probably still is a little bit a, a few years behind so coming as someone who had several years experience with a UX design title um, mm-hmm. I was said I was in a good place to you know apply for roles and and bring that experience into places where UX was was just starting to to be introduced so being able to sort of teach as I as I delivered on a lot of the design work that I did
1: Nice, nice. And my next question to this is, so I'm trying to wrap my head around what is the difference between customer experience designer versus UX designer. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, as far as you believe that customer experience design is in itself a role or is it something that is a component of UX design?
2: Yeah, so I think a lot of companies do use them interchangeably, so I wouldn't be too Mm -hmm. worried about roles as you're, you know, applying for jobs. But the way Mm -hmm. I talk about it, um, which the most of the time when I talk about it, it is like I said, sort of helping to teach organizations, you know, how to structure and build their their teams or just how to. Help the business side think about what UX and CX does. So, the way I think about it is customer experience is the full product experience so it's thinking about product thinking in in mm-hmm. is another term that people use that i think it's it's really kind of the the full spectrum of interactions between a customer and a company okay um and user experience i would say if you're differentiating um, a user is a user of a system so a user of a system might be one component Mm -hmm. That system might be one component in in a full customer experience. So for for an example, like if you have a a company that's got several sort of touch points. So if you're an e-commerce company, you know, your your customer might see an ad, they might get emails, they might then go to your website, they might go to your app, your website on mobile, they might, you know, receive a product in the mail, physically open that. Those are all customer uh, touch points where a customer experience designer will think about that entire um, Mm. process from end to end. If you're designing a user experience, you might be designing the website and you're a user of that website. So I I think it's definitely a distinction. If you can articulate that and Mm -hmm. you can help other designers um, and business side sort of explain that and say, you know, this is, this is how to think about a, person holistically as a customer rather than they're here today to use the system, I think that'll definitely set you apart from from other designers. Um, another example I like to use that, uh, you know, people use Airbnb a lot in the mm-hmm. US <laughs> examples, um, but Airbnb is a good one because if you think about it from a user point of view you might come to the website and say you know we like to in ux we like to define the the problem up front or or the user need you might say the user needs to book a place to stay for the night so that's mm-hmm. the user need that the website might solve but if you're thinking about this from a customer experience designer mindset you might say but what's the, what's the what's the problem that a person has before they get there and it might be sort of where airbnb started well it's you can book a place to stay in a lot of a lot of places but you know hotels are uh a bit stale they're boring they're they're Mm -hmm. not you're not immersed in the local life (laughs) you know there's there's a lot of problems that Airbnb as a product solves um Mm -hmm. and then by the time somebody gets to the website then they're a user of the website whose goal is to book a place to stay
1: okay okay so wrapping my mind around this concept now I'm looking into the process itself so if we're looking into various touch points, then being customer experience design focus, would we be looking at the different user journeys and working on the different user journeys?
2: Right. So if okay. I so thinking about this as a customer experience designer, and like I said, it doesn't really matter what your title is, but it's having a, a customer focus or a, mm-hmm. a product focus Um, I think is the is the way to come to like the most effective solution. So if your goal in a product is uh, in a project is to redesign a website, um, thinking about it as a customer experience designer will still help you think about um, from a process standpoint, let's start with the overall objective. So I might start with. I actually um, wrote a blog post, and I can send this okay. to your users. Yeah. I was just looking at it before we started talking about. It was about five years old, but it's still, I think, very relevant. So you might start with really high level goals. So talking about what's your business objectives? What is this company trying to do for the next five years? And where does this website, you know, fit into that? So how are you getting clients today? How is it working? How's your pain points? What are people coming to you with as far as feedback? You know, it's looking at the whole thing and saying, mm-hmm. okay, now it, you're saying I'm trying to do a website to make more sales. Um, but if we look at it from this whole, from a customer point of view, you know, maybe we can, we come up with some additional objectives. So I think from a process standpoint, you know, it's, it's similar, but maybe maybe Where I start with the questions is a bit different. So I come all the way back to tell me about, you know, what your business is trying to do in the next five years and where, you know, what I'm doing fits into that.
1: Okay. So in the UX team concept, you're working this as a team. What does that process look like? Are you there in the initial stages of discovery and, you know, from that point on till you deliver the product.
2: So, it's interesting cuz like I said a lot of companies do use CX and UX pretty interchangeably and I mm-hmm. do a lot <laughs> as well probably in my day-to-day. And what you probably found and a lot of your listeners have found is every company does CX and UX in a different way. So it's really mm-hmm, hard mm-hmm. to find it's really hard for me even thinking about my career to find places where I've done something that's the same from from company to company and even project to project, right? So right. It's, it's hard to say for exactly kind of what this looks like as, as a team. A lot of times I will be the only UX person on the team. But if I think in an ideal world you have, especially for bigger companies, you might have a, a customer experience, a senior person that's looking after the whole customer experience who has several UX designers underneath them that might be looking at different aspects. So it's important to, for a UX designer, to understand the full picture, but it might not, their role might be there on this product. And there's another whole CX team on a different product. Um, They need to know what each other are doing, but there's a a senior person or sometimes like chief, chief uh, customer, lead designer um, Mm -hmm. that that oversees the whole thing and makes sure, you know, it's, it's seamless, sort of from from beginning to end, again, if you're thinking about every, every sort of touch point that somebody might have with that customer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense. And in your opinion, do you believe that there's certain people that are pivoting from a different industry that you feel might have that edge, not not be more successful, but be able to step into that role of customer experience designer just because of the background they have?
2: Um, I mean, I can speak for my own experience. I think mm-hmm. what's helped me really be successful as a customer experience designer mm-hmm. is like I said, I started as a, as a business analyst, so probably more focused on the business requirements and the and the, the system requirements. Um, right. I think coming to that customer side later, I understand the value of coming as a customer first or putting the user first, but I think we still need to have an eye on what the business is trying to do. So I think people who do really well in, in these roles understand the user needs, the business needs, and mm-hmm. the, the system requirements and can speak fluently to all of those different stakeholders. So the the thing that this is one of the big differences, I think, between junior designers and, and senior designers is being able to make those decisions between what the business is telling you you have to do and what you see that the customer is telling you have to do. So um, that's a bit of a juggling act. So I think if you understand business, you're going to be able to make the customer happy in a way that doesn't sort of cause any tension with what the business is doing. And it's, it's a fine line a lot of the time. So understanding, okay, you know, this is what they have money to do, and this is we're trying to get new users at all costs, or whatever it is. But the user is saying we need this to make it work. I think being able to have those conversations and and speak the language of the business while advocating right. for the user um, is a, a huge part of design that you don't really spend time with in boot camps. I think that's really comes from on the job experience in, you know, any number of, of business roles.
1: Right. Right. And that makes a lot of sense as um, people are transitioning um, from, you know, finishing the bootcamp, landing their first UX role, the people that are waiting, you know, they're still waiting for that opportunity mm-hmm. to come. What would you recommend?
2: Yeah. I think tr- any experience you can get is, is going to help you. I, so if someone asked me mm-hmm. um, to of, of a few different paths, I would say, Taking a job, even if it's not the ideal title or even if it's not directly in UX is probably going to give you better experience than trying to do UX all on your own when you're first starting out. So I think if you can get in with, um, with a nonprofit or get something that will help build that experience, uh, there's definitely not no downside, but even before that, if again, this is, this is a bit biased Mm -hmm. from my experience, but what I found is, um, and what I recommend to students that I've had or um, people Mm -hmm. that I'm mentoring is try to do UX in whatever job you have. I mean, UX is not something that is like super secret hidden behind closed doors and you can only do it if that's your job. I mean, a UX is seeing a problem, defining that problem, creating a hypothesis, thinking of ways you can test and research, ideating solutions, testing those solutions, build, prototype, iterate, test, I mean, it's something that you can really do do anywhere. It doesn't have to be designing digital experiences. I mean, if you're a recruiter, if you're working in HR as a recruiter and you want to take a UX bootcamp or you're doing a UX bootcamp part-time, how can you build UX thinking into what you're doing Mm -hmm. now? You know, identifying a problem with um, a form that you have. Okay, people are coming to us and saying they don't know how to fill out this form. Well, how can we design a new process or design a new form right. or you know create a Word document that that solves some problem and then I'll iterate and test and you know, then when you go to an a UX interview and say, here's how I was already doing right. it in my job, I, I identified that I love doing that and I took a boot camp and now I you know, you stand out from someone who just Quit their job, did a boot camp, and now is trying feeling like they're doing something completely different. So, definitely, if you're working anywhere near software design, you can do this. But even, I mean, even as a journalist, you know, you might say, "Right, um, I'm getting a bunch of emails. You know, all the emails that we get to our help line is asking mm-hmm. the same thing: How can I?" you know, create a hypothesis, do some research, build and test within, you know, whatever problem I'm trying to solve. And then think of yourself as a UX designer while you're doing that.
1: Yeah. um, I found that amazing as a teaching assistant. I had one student that I was tutoring and midpoint through the boot camp, he tells me, I still don't understand what UX design is. And I was like blown away, like, what? Like, you know, we're (laughs) almost going to finish and you still have not made that connection. So he was a barber. He had his own business. And so one of the ways that I kind of helped them like come to that aha moment, I said, okay, so let's think about what you've been doing right now. Uh, What are the ways that you have made the experience better for the people that are coming to seek your business? You felt like, you know, maybe when they come in, I offer them a drink. I have snacks for them. You know, what are those small things that you did? to make them feel like, yes, I want to be here. I want to spend my money here. And he's like, okay, yeah. You know, he was making that connection and he's like, well, you've been doing UX design. You know, you've exactly. been looking at bettering the experience for this person that's walking into your business. Exactly. Oh, you know, it was like, you know, <laughs> that
2: moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And if he, and if he talks about that in interview and say, I wasn't, People didn't come to me because they wanted a haircut. They came to me because they wanted to look and feel good. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. s- subtle shift that people probably already are doing. But you're thinking like a UX designer. In that Yeah,
1: way. and I sometimes I feel like even like for myself, I felt like some of the concepts I was making them harder on myself for some reason. I was just making them more complicated than they were, and so I found myself a lot of times like, okay, step back, Jasmine. What is the you know the objective of doing this part right here in the UX process? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you got this. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I guess it's just that intimidation of you know doing something different than what you were doing, but in essence sometimes your experience or the path you know that you had working you probably have done those elements before Mm -hmm. and so it's just making that connection i will now take a break hear a word from a sponsor and we'll be right back with our featured guest.
0: Welcome back, everyone, and we'll continue our conversation.
1: What resources would you like to share for someone that is just beginning their journey?
2: Yeah, so I, yeah, like I said, a lot of what I learned has been on the job, but in that first mm-hmm. job, when I was helping develop, we're offering now as, as customer experience, I took a course and did some of the readings and things from a woman called Susan Weincheck, Um, She calls herself the Brain Lady. Uh, The website is theteamw.com. Uh, she's got podcasts, she's got courses, she's got books, and so she comes to UX from a sort of a behavioral psychology background, okay. um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was, that's interesting, and there's a lot of good content there, and if you want to just start with the podcast, it's a good way to sort of dive into to that sort of thinking. I love uh, Skillshare, that's mm-hmm. a platform that has a lot of, they have a UX course on there um, about customer research, so getting started with customer research, um, and I joined when I was creating that 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 course and have since taken lots of courses um, lots of different things. Um, I started more in UX, and I've done UI design more recently, so I've done a lot of UI design courses on there. I, I love the, uh, the monthly fee for unlimited courses because it's just everything you could ever want on there. Um, I recently found one Uh, a website and I haven't I can't vouch for all the content on here but it's called The Future uh, with no E Mm -hmm. and they have a course they it's a lot of it is about um, building a design business building yourself as a as a design business a smaller you know or freelance design business and one of the courses on there is about leading discovery workshops so this is another element of UX design that I think is a big difference between senior and junior design people. So if you want to set yourself apart, get practice and understand how to lead discovery workshops. So how to get information from clients about what their mm-hmm. business does, what their users need without, without asking them, because they don't really know. Right. <laughs> they, right. You, know, you ask them what to put on their website. They're not going to know. It's it's about how to pull the, the requirements out of um, people who's, job it is to do something else so um leading and confidently leading workshops um and leading discovery uh parts of projects i think is is a very is one of those things that's just practice 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 but uh i saw a, a course on there from a designer um who was formerly at razorfish that they have a lot of good stuff that come out of there so I'll, I'll send you some of those links but those are just a few that i would recommend and of course uh, your your podcast
1: Oh, thank you. And thank you for sharing those resources. Yeah. um, All the ones you mentioned are new to me, so I'm definitely going to look into them. Now I would like to ask you about your own initiative, UX adjacent. How did that come about?
2: Yeah. So one of the things I've been interested in lately is writing about UX. So Mm I, I've I've posted, I've started doing a bit more writing on medium, which is a great platform as well for, you know, reading me or any of the thousands of other uh, UX writers. Um, so through some of the writing I've done on there, I decided to create my own newsletter called UX Adjacent. And mm-hmm. the the idea is, you know, UX, it's, it's for UX designers, but it's not necessarily UX content. So I find a lot of other things that I find interesting across the web and across different, you know, content platforms that... Um, I, it just makes me think differently. And, and in some ways it ties back to, to UX just because UX is so, so broad and and there's so many things where you can, it's so much about people that learning interesting stories about people in other ways uh, often, you know, makes us better designers. So that's just a, just, I enjoy writing and I enjoy um, sharing different tools and stories. So that's a, a newsletter that I started that I would yeah, love for uh, any of your listeners to, to have a read at uxadjacent.substack.com.
1: So you all heard that. Okay, make sure you check it out because there's a lot of useful information. One of the articles that I did see there was where you're breaking down how to go about making a website and the things to consider. And um, you made a strong case to make sure that accessibility is up there. Uh, when it comes to designing and that's definitely uh, something that again takes your users into account and you know something that should be top of mind when you're designing for others.
2: Yeah yeah then yeah one of my most recent posts um, that has been really popular is how to get started with accessibility design because Mm -hmm. uh, the accessibility guidelines are they you know read like a very (laughs) dense textbook there's a lot there and uh, a lot of it is, you know, system and, and developer focus, but as a designer, sometimes it's like, okay, what do I need to know? So I was doing right. that for myself and, and um, hopefully I've translated that. So it's, it's helpful for others. No, it's a great article and
1: it really breaks it down into uh mm-hmm. digestible bite-sized pieces you know like you mentioned yeah um, it's a little bit intimidating when you go to the actual website you're like oh my gosh you know yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah no it's a great article awesome so now we're at our fun question and this question again is to give our hellodies a little glimpse about your personality and so for my fun question i would like to know who was your childhood cartoon hero and why
2: childhood cartoon hero? Um, the first thing that jumps into my mind is uh, Ninja Turtles. Me and my brother okay. were were really into the Ninja Turtles. We would I, I don't remember w- which one that I would uh, be. We we always had our go tos, and we had all the weapons and gear, and we'd play around in our <laughs> basement yeah. pretending to be <laughs> Ninja
1: Turtles. <laughs> and why like what was it about the ninja turtles that you know you admired or you know yeah. their martial yeah. arts you know
2: <laughs> yeah I think it was it was uh just uh, a lot of fun to to be superheroes uh helping those in need <laughs> right, right being the one that was called to uh, save the day yeah. And, I suppose know, that translates into to UX as well. You're being the, the hero to save the day. <laughs> there
1: you go. There you go. Yes,
2: it does. Well, Lisa, it's been a pleasure speaking with
1: you. I really want to thank you for being here. Um, our Helloities, I know, are going to be floored by all the resources you shared and your very insightful expertise on UX design. Thank
2: you. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. And yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to me on um. Uh, on medium or on LinkedIn or anything I, I do get quite a few questions and comments there and I, I normally do answer them so'd love to help uh, especially anyone just starting out. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: After the interview did something seem more a little bit more explainable in the sense of now you have a better understanding of what is a customer experience designer versus a UX designer?
0: Absolutely. I think the way she, I love the way she put it that it's product thinking and that the customer service experience designer thinks from end to end and a UX designer is a user designer. So they're thinking about a specific product or a specific mode in which the user is going to interact with their, with the product or service or anything like that. So like the website or the mobile app, those are just pieces and the customer experience designer just brings all that together from beginning to end and hopefully make those two weave in together. So I thought that was a great way to explain it.
1: Right, right. I definitely felt like I walked away from this interview with a better understanding of when someone calls himself customer experience designer. I was always like, What's the difference? Is there a different process? So it was just a little bit more clear to me after this interview. Well, this wraps up episode three of season three different paths, one user experience where we'll bring in different experts from various roles that contribute to the user experience and I feel like all our helloities are benefiting from this series because I feel we're all learning.
0: It gives us, all of us, I, I include myself in this, a more rounded, well-rounded understanding of not just what I do, but what right. other people very similar in my field are doing so that we can all work together and understand what each other does and how we can you know, for lack of a better word, play well together um, so that we everybody understands that at the end of the day, we're all working towards the same goal, which is getting a user or a customer the best experience possible.
1: Yeah. And for those that are pivoting in UX design... I feel like it gives them a way to be able to map out as far as the background that they're coming, how to plan ahead and know about these different roles that, depending on their background, that they might want to branch into once they are in UX design.
0: Before we leave you, I would like to invite you to visit us on our website at helloux.design and find all of our social media links to follow us, like us, and leave us reviews. And also, check us out on our YouTube channel, and don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to cover us a specific topic or you're designed to give us
1: feedback, send us a message via our social media channels, or send us an email to info at helloux.design. I'll repeat, info at helloux.design. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. Hey, you like what you hear? Then show us some love by becoming a sustainer. This will allow us to continue to bring you the content you're looking for and treat us to a cafecito. And like Jorjito would say, thank you very much and muchas, muchas gracias. And now a shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital. Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, Marcom, and UX.
0: Before we leave, we would like to leave you with this quote. It's through mistakes that you actually can grow. You have to get bad in order to get good. And that's by Paula Cher. She's this amazing graphic designer. She's one of the most amazing people who's working in graphic design. She's also a painter. Um, She's been working in the industry for over 40 years. And I followed her. And I still draw inspiration from her um, since I was a graphic designer myself. And it's just so fitting. It's so beautiful that, you know, you have to make mistakes before you get good at anything. So it's just as our halotes are learning and growing... I just want to kind of let them keep that in mind.
1: Yes, and that is very inspirational. Okay, hello Hasta la próxima. Hasta
0: la próxima.